Nothing but Aussie music. And the biggest names in the biz. The Scene on Mix 94.5. G'day, this is Blake Williams. Welcome to it. Every Thursday, it's all about Australian music. And there wouldn't be a person around who hasn't cranked something like this on a road trip recently. Of course, the sounds of Eskimo Joe out the front of Eskimo Joe. The man with the mic, Cav Templey, brand new solo album. This is a little bit of it. That is Pollyanna. We're going to play that in full a little bit later, but in the studio, Cav Templey. G'day, mate. Hello, Blake Williams. <laughs> like, how are you? <laughs> Good. I felt like you were using my full name, so I had to kind of use your full name back again. <laughs> there is this moment right now. So the album is done. It's, yes. You can't change anything on there. It's, no. It is as it is. It's released next week. How do you feel now? Are you nervous? Are you are you excited? Uh, kind of a bit of both. I mean, I really just want to get it out there so, you know, it's it's real and it's in the world and people hear it and they connect with it and they take it into their lives and all the rest of it and I can kind of move on because I think the yeah. thing about doing a creative project, I mean, I'm obsessively just want to work on all things creative all the time, but I find it really hard to move on to the next thing unless I've completed the job. Um, in saying that, I'm really proud of it. Mm. I, I put a lot of thought into how it sounded, you know, and writing the songs and the artwork and everything. Mm. So, um, I'm really excited that I get to now walk away and people just get to kind of have the record now. I've had the record for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the cool thing about it. You've had ownership of these songs for a while and they'll become something different to people that you impart them to in many ways. Yeah, that's right. People, I mean, you write your own stories. I mean, all my stories are very autobiographical, mm. um, but it's amazing, you know, like from the sea a classic example like you know people will come up to me after shows and they'll be like oh, i love from the sea because when you say you know the line um you know there's just no oxygen it's just like me and my girlfriend <laughs> when like you know she puts the doona over my head and i can't breathe there's not enough oxygen and i and i really want to tell them that's not what the song's that's, about is that not what the song's about <laughs> <laughs> but um i've learned that you've just got to let people have that because that's their that's the story that they're getting from the song yeah um so even though these stories are very personal to me i'm I'm kind of looking forward to people getting their own stories out of the songs too. I think you, well, you would experience this too when you listen to songs that you've loved for, for years and years and then you go mm. back and find the real reason and you're so disappointed. And I, sometimes you I, just don't, sometimes, I, sometimes you don't want to know. I think my biggest disappointment is when I, I, I realize I've been getting the words wrong for about, you know, 15 years or something and yeah. I've been singing it and then I hear the actual words. I'm like, they're kind of not as good as the words that I made up in my head. And, you know, yeah. yeah. There was a song, there's an Elton John album called The One and a song in there called um, Song For You or something like that and and I had the sheet music at home and when I was learning to play piano I, I learned this song and I really liked my version of it and then I heard you know the actual song and went oh yeah I, I don't have that emotional connection to it anymore. So I've, um, you've pretty much described the history of me learning how to write songs, <laughs> yeah. trying to, try to work out someone else's song going, oh, that's reeks of effort. I'm just going to use those three chords that I've worked out and make up my own version. <laughs> that's yeah. the secret kids. Yeah. <laughs> no need to pay for songwriting classes anymore. That's right. Um, but you're about to go out on tour. So it's just you, you on stage, right? Solo yeah. tour. Yep. Um, do you look, how do you look after your voice? Because it's important to you. Well, um, I a couple of years ago, I think I was doing some big um, Beatles tribute mm. show, um, which was really fun, but I started to lose my voice. And um, so I, I just downloaded an app of like a, a warm, you know, like warm me up app. Mm -hmm. um, and I started doing that. And uh, really that made all the difference. It, it just gave me, and, and I started to sing a lot better as soon as I did it as well, because I wasn't just doing the, the rock and roll thing of like swigging a whiskey and just going on stage and screaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think the, 
yeah, the trick is, is like, like any kind of athlete does with their body. You just got You kind of got to warm yourself up, get to know the muscles in your throat and know how, when you can push it, when you can't. Mm. Um, and generally, I mean, I've got a bunch of shows coming up as well as doing my Eskimo Joe obligations. I'm doing, mm. you know, um, my Kev Templey stuff. And so, I, yeah, you've just got to kind of try and play the long game and not, not scream basically. So did you, would you previously not have warmed up like back in the day? I might've gone, woo, <laughs> but, um, I don't think That's I really, so bad, Kev. yeah, I don't think I took it as seriously, but, um, it's funny cause, uh, there was a, uh, this a vocal coach, um, who was helping, you know, everyone kind of bring the whole, there was all these singers involved in this mm. Beatles tribute thing. And they were trying to bring all those vocals together. And he was a really lovely guy. I told great stories. Um, he didn't really have anything to do with me working on my voice, but yeah. now my wife to be tells everyone that I met this amazing vocal coach. And after that, my vocals just improved massively, <laughs> but it was actually just the warm me up app that I downloaded. So sometimes yeah. it's as easy as that. Yeah. I asked that question to singers because, um, obviously it's an incredibly important, you know, you need your voice, your voice is your, it's your trademark. Mm. People have different things, you know, the classic Jimmy Barnes story of him taking some whiskey and just doing the scream before going on stage. <laughs> that As sounds it, very Jimmy. And then that, yeah, that's it. He, he's done. He's primed and he's ready that's to go. That's exactly how I imagine going on tour with Jimmy, Jimmy Barnes. Just singing like, all the time. One, two, three, four. Uh, Cav Templey on the show tonight at, uh, at uh, Mix 94.5. New album is um, All Your Devotion. It's out next week. We're going to play a track from it. In fact, let's play it now. We're going to come back and talk about the sounds of this album and how you kind of put it all together. So All Your Devotion, the track Pollyanna, is the, is the lead single from it. Run us through this song. Well, Pollyanna was one of the songs I wrote early on in the piece. And so it kind of feels right that it was the first single. Mm -hmm. Um, I had just emerged from a, a kind of a tricky period. Like I had, uh, at the end of 2013, I'd, we'd always planned on doing one last Eskies record and then taking a bit of time off. Mm -hmm. Um, but also through that period, uh, my marriage that I was in for years broke down. And so, oh, right. I, so I kind of left, I didn't leave the band, but I kind of left being the guy in Eskimo Joe for a while and mm. also left being the guy married to this person. So it was a, it was a pretty strange feeling to walk out into the world and suddenly not have all of these, um, you know, benchmarks or these, um, you know, these things that had defined me, you know, like a we, loss of identity. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, we do, I, I can only speak for myself as a man in the world, but, um, but I do define myself by what I do for a living and who my partner is. And so mm. I went out and suddenly I kind of was just trying to write, well, I was attempting to start writing this solo record, but I was like, I kind of felt like that, that scene out of Zoolander where I was like, who am I? <laughs> um, and, um, but I had to kind of go through that because it was a complete deconstruction of me as this kind of persona. And then I managed to kind of start to put myself back together again, bit by bit. Um, cause I had to, you know, I have children and all those kinds of things. I couldn't just fall in a puddle on the mm. ground. Mm. Um, and I did, and I put myself back together and, and at that point in time I met the love of my life who I'm about to get married to and, right. um, and I, I kind of reemerged as, as this new person. And, and I guess in those moments of complete destruction, it's a great, um, opportunity for growth. And mm. I feel like for me, um, my music and my self kind of growth always seemed to happen together. Mm. So I kind of left the Eskimo Joe world for a while, wanting to kind of grow and challenge myself as an artist. And that's exactly what happened. And mm. it's unfortunately always a bit of a painful experience, but you come out the other side. They always say the best art is drawn from places like that though, don't they? It's Absolutely. Always. It's the way it happens. Uh, I had to, I, to be honest, I had to Google what 
Pollyanna meant. I yes. thought it was a made-up word. <laughs> it is, uh, Blake. We're Pollyanna. Um, it does sound a bit like that. No, Pollyanna's like a famous uh, literary character, and she used to play this game called The Glad Game, uh, where she basically always looked on the bright side of things, right. and it was infectious. And I think the idea mm. of, in the song I sing, come on, Pollyanna, I'm going to give you everything, it was this idea that I was going to be my own Pollyanna and I was going to tell myself that everything was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like, you know, giving yourself that pep talk in the mirror <laughs> yeah. of like, come on, buddy, we, you got, can, this. You, we got this. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Pollyanna, um, became, yeah, she became the, uh, I guess the spirit animal, animal of this song. Of this song. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Cap Temple, let's play this track. We're going to come back, talk about the album on the way. It is the scene of Mix 94.5. Uh, Cap Temple from the new album, All Your Devotion. This is Pollyanna. Thanks, man. Do a quick, um, quick one in the second yep. half. But that's yeah, awesome stuff. Okay, here we go. We're gonna. I don't know what the song is, but we'll come back. Um, all right. Nothing but Aussie music and the biggest names in the biz. The scene on Mix ninety four point five. Blake and tonight, g'day, Cab Templey with me tonight. We just played this one just a few moments ago. Pollyanna from the new album, All Your Devotion, out next week, September 28, and Cab is in the studio with me. So last, um, let's go back, last Eskies album, there was a lot of kind of drum machines and blips and blobs and mm. things on there. This one, from what I've heard, maybe three or four tracks of this album, it's very, it kind of goes back to, you know, there's acoustic guitars, there's you know, kind of stringed instruments on there. It's got this, uh, this really cool sort of James Taylor Van Morrison sound to it. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're going with? Absolutely. I think every, every album that I ever do, I always kick against the last thing that I did. Okay. And I think with that last Eskimo Joe record, we knew it was going to be the last album we'd do for a little while. Mm. Um, so I think we wanted to experiment and do something that would just kind of put people a little bit off. We're like, what? That doesn't sound like Eskimo Joe. That's true. Yeah. Um, and I, just a clearing of the slate. So, but for me, um, I'm, I mucked around with lots of different sounds when I was trying to get, you know, find the sound I wanted to do for this record, but it really wasn't until I just sat down with an acoustic guitar and just really simply played songs that were real stories about myself mm. that I suddenly was like, oh, it sounds so simple when you say it like that. But I had to go on this full journey to get to that place. Um, and when I did, it was just, I was just so simple and easy. And, mm. uh, and the, and the benefit of it is I can play the songs on an acoustic guitar. I don't need to, I don't need a synth player and a drum machine to make it work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. but I also like, you know, I analyzed what I, what music I love to listen to and I love really organic sounding music mm. and, and I love it. Um, I love that, that period of the early seventies, like you talked mm-hmm. about with like Van Morrison and James Taylor and Neil mm. Young and, you know, even like, you know, David Bowie's Hunky Dory and, um, mm. and all kinds of, I could go on, mm. but I love those sounds, but I also love, you know, when I listen to a new record, I don't like it to sound too retro. I like it to sound like they've, they've taken those parts and, and turned it into a modern record, which is hopefully what I got to do with this record. Yeah. Very cool. I, I love those. I, I love what you're talking about right there. Um, when it comes to, uh, we're talking about Spotify just off here before mm. Spotify, Spotify playlists. Yes. Um, do you put your own playlists together? I do. I've actually got a playlist up there at the moment, which, uh, is all the songs I was listening to when I was making the record. Oh, wow. That's cool. Which, um, has some of those, uh, artists that we just talked about, but also, um, a whole lot of other stuff. So if you want to kind of get into the, uh, the mechanics and the bare bones of the, <laughs> the record, psyche. it's all there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what I find bizarre though is when I, I could, you know, you curate a playlist and, yeah. and it's all great. And then someone jumps on your Spotify, like my wife uses it from work <laughs> and I come back and go, there's, there's tracks from the greatest showman on here now. Uh, yeah. And it's 
suggested links. I've got one better. Yeah. My my children like to listen to the sound of waves crashing as they go to sleep <laughs> at night. So my, when you go into the um you know the the uh, Discover Weekly, which yeah. is which is always great when you're listening to your own tunes, I put it on and there's like it's it's like meditation music, and then there's one which is just an owl hooting. It's just like. That's freaky. No one wants to listen to that while they sleep, suggested or not. (laughs) Is this album going to come out on vinyl? Absolutely. Um, My whole purpose behind this record was to basically make an album that sounded great on vinyl. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not the main, there's probably 10% of the people who buy this record who'll end up listening to it on vinyl. But even then with the, with the downloadable tracks or even the Spotify tracks, I've really kind of recorded it to make it sound like it's a classic Mm. piece of vinyl. Um, but I did, I won't go too much into the nerdiness of how I got there, but really, um, I started collecting vinyl again over the last couple of years and I, and I was a kid of the CD generation. Yep. Um, so it was, I was just absolutely blown away by how magical it sounds when mm. you put it, put a, a record on, not only is like the whole, um, you know, process of putting a needle on the record and it just, and you don't skip tracks if you, you know, that's you, so true. Yeah. You just listen to the whole side through. But there is a sound to, to vinyl and it, it just sounds like, I don't know, the way, only way to explain it is like the music's dancing through mm. the speakers. Um, I don't get that when I love Spotify and I, if I'm doing the dishes and I'm creating playlists or driving in the car, brilliant. But for me, if I'm just going to listen to a record and have a glass of wine and do a puzzle or something, yeah. then uh, <laughs> That's so sophisticated. A, yes, a piece of vinyl is where it's at. <laughs> so I, I put a lot of effort into making it sound good on a piece of vinyl. Well, f- two things. Firstly, the, every year for the past five years, records, um, vinyl sales have gone up in Australia. Mm. Last year, I think it was 800,000. year before was 500,000. So we're moving in a cool direction. But I think I've only just come to the vinyl party, really. And I was at a mate's place six months ago and he played me a Beatles record. Uh, from like 320k MP3, yep. and then played the same track. So through some, you know, uh, monitors yep. and the record, and I was blown away. It was, it, it was like you were, you could hear the sound of the drums in the room. It's amazing, isn't it? It was. Then I went, no, I can't. This is going to cost me too much money. I'm going to buy records for 40 bucks. You know oh, what I mean? but it's it is a really good investment because you have this tangible thing, mm. you know. And uh, I I like the idea of that. You know, you bring a girl home on a date, and you're not like. Look at my Spotify playlist. You can you can bring her home and you can yeah. be like, look at my vinyl collection because it says so much about you. you that's know? true. That's right. And it's a house fire. That's the yeah. first room you have to take with exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> um, Cab Templey, mate, thank you so much. The the what I've heard of the album sounds incredible. A lot of work put into it. A lot of love. Pollyanna is the first single we play. That we're going to do another track from the album live and acoustic. Um, this is the love. This is on the album, right? Yeah. This is track three okay. on the album. So it's out next week. Released uh, September twenty. And of course, you're coming back to WA for a show at Mojo's. Good old Mojo's. Love Do you Mojo's. play anywhere other than Mojo's in Fremantle? No, but I used to work behind the bar at Mojo's when uh, it first opened, and we played there pretty much every Friday night. And I thought it's because we we're really popular, but then I realised <laughs> it's because bands kept cancelling and there was no one else to play the spot. <laughs> Whatever works. Uh, that is Saturday, October 27. Mate, thanks again. Cheers, Blake. Legend. All right.